Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Badham. And in this HR Chat, we're going to do a deep dive into the world of talent attraction and recruitment marketing to understand what's worked pre-COVID and what's making a difference during this great resignation we're all living through. My awesome guest this time is Jennifer Henley, an authority in recruitment solutions and consultative client services. As a candidate experience advisor with NAS, she partners with talent acquisition leadership, to optimize candidate attraction through storytelling, tech, and strategy. Jen is a featured speaker at HR communication industry conferences and events across the US, and she possesses the Professional in HR and CHRM CP designations. A Six Sigma Lean Greenbelt certified professional, wow, and proud member of both NAHCR and CHRM, Jen, pretty much does it all. Jen, welcome to the HR Chat Show today. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. So excited to be here. Um, sorry for the lengthy introduction, but um, when you've done this for 20 years, I guess you just start adding on additional experience that hopefully warrants the opportunity to join a podcast like yours. Absolutely. And, and we're glad to have you. So beyond my wee introduction there, Jen, why don't you start by introducing yourself a wee bit more, telling us a bit more about NAS too, and, and your role there. Sure, Absolutely. Um, so since fresh out of college, when I started in the business world in 2000, I began my career with NAS recruitment. And ultimately, our goal is to optimize candidate attraction through storytelling, technology, and strategy. For just, um, we're about to celebrate our 75th anniversary as a recruitment marketing firm headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio, with reach across the United States and Canada. Uh, we begin each and every interaction with the opportunity to support with our technology platform of Activate, streamlining that job seeker experience, SEO, analytics, and additionally with our robust marketing strategies to deliver um, by attracting, engaging talent. My role specifically is Chief Client Officer, so I'm focused primarily on the customer retention, service, and just building long-term relationships and working on the executive team with that type of vision from all departments who really support this viewpoint to make a long-lasting relationship with our clients and deliver consistent experience for all client partners. Okay. And I can tell that you're super busy there because lots of people sound like they're trying to get a hold of you right now. That's <laughs> that's how dynamic you are. <laughs> so the, the NAS recruitment site suggests uh, that employment branding can lead to 50% more qualified applicants, okay? And it can decrease cost per hire by 43% and reduce employee turnover by 28%. Mm-hmm. That seems to me like a pretty attractive business case, Jen. Can you share more stats and trends that HR can use to build their business case for investment in employer branding and recruitment marketing programs? Ultimately, the career site serves as a prime opportunity. We talk a lot about it, and it's that online real estate that really needs to continue to stay fresh and ever-changing. So considering SEO alone, knowing that 90% of job seekers start on Google and 50% of their clicks are those top three, it's really essential that you consistently use phrases and the words that are most searched on. So that's important, looking at your content from the career site perspective, but also making that impression that is uh, specific to the type of audience. You know, every candidate persona has its own preferred way to ingest the, 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 you know, what they're looking for, right? So whether they're a passive or active job seeker, if you have sound bites or quick video snippets that have those on the job uh, 
testimonials, it really allows them to self-select in and it becomes a much more convincing sell that they take that leap. You know, at the end of the day, no job seeker, despite your skill, despite your age, et cetera, it wants to make this a lengthy process. No one has the time to really put forth. And, and we all know that about 50% of job seekers today, 20, 20% are ghosting, 10% are leaving at rapid rate, and the others are reconsidering a new career, not even just a new job. But with all that couple, there's a lot of investments being made in multiple solutions, hoping that one sticks, hoping it drives candidate volume. But at the end of the day, oftentimes we're in this to do a couple things, looking at our career site with content, videos, changing the behavior in which we're asking candidates to apply. We also may want to consider just re retention and re-recruitment tools. There's real um, validity in investing in talent mobility. Oftentimes clients are suggesting that they have anywhere from 15 to 20 percent um, internal um, hires and movement, which shows career pathing and growth, which is a really good story to tell about your culture and your brand and commitment to employee. So if you're just constantly looking to open the door to new candidates and watching them walk out and or not adhering or paying attention to the current um, workforce that has been supporting you for the last 12, 18, even you know, you know, months, if not five years plus, it's really important that you look in and looking in is looking at all things that you can impact today, career sites, messaging, brand, and culture. It's so much harder right now, of course, to attract talent. I'd love to hear from you what's changed when it comes to being that story of a brand. And let me let me maybe um, put words in your mouth here. I'm thinking about, for example, brands now need to show that they're okay with flexible hours, I believe. They're okay with remote work. They are pro uh, disparate workforces, or at least they, they, they should profess that if they want to attract the, the top talent. And of course, they, they need to be cognizant of the, um, the, the, the impetus given to the Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. following the, the death of George Floyd last year, plus a whole array of other social uh, justice related issues so from that kind of perspective what has changed when it comes to telling that story of a brand to to really connect with the why of a human being and then put that you know with with the company when i think of brand it is an opportunity to really connect people to what you provide right from that experience so you know it's a it, many believe that recruiting can really take a page for marketing, right? And and they don't need to reinvent the wheel with branding. But I believe that's not true. I feel oftentimes that in order to bring that strong, effective voice of the employee, employee value proposition has to be authentic, it has to be current, and it has to speak to everyone. And unfortunately, in a lot of respects, we react to the public or what's happening today to make those changes. And while it's been challenging, right, to go from then to now, to see not only um, with COVID, but just social and cultural issues that are rocking the United States and the world, how we are reacting and rising above. And when we rise up to identify what our faults are, I think comes with a little taste of humility. And by that, it enables us to say, great, now we have a chance to take this opportunity and highlight the importance of who we are and what we bring. You know, it's especially important as, as things evolve, uh, the talent marketplace evolves and the expectations of the workforce evolve. And so to continually on first blush design and content and deliver strategies that resonate will have to have its, its feet at the table. It's no longer a, a word and a guideline and 
visual images or logos. It's so, so much more than that. It's how you speak. It's how you act. It's how you react. And I think the brand has a lot of opportunities to do that in so many ways. Um, and I think it's important to even put measurement to that. There's sentiment. There's reach. There's a lot of opportunities to ensure that you are capturing key metrics that talk about the efficiency of your brand. Um, and so I anticipate a, an increased look inward and an expectation to promote the brands and employment brands of organizations from now moving forward. You know, less are, we have to do these job boards, we have to do X, we have to invest in our brand. That is something that needs to happen each and every year as part of your ongoing media strategy. And it needs to be, again, authentic, um, evaluated, and energized, re-engaged. I mean, all these things that cannot just be developed and sat on a shelf or developed with a blast and not revisited. So I think this has allowed us the opportunity to um, to give it the credit um, that it deserves to be something that's spoken about each and every day. On your website, uh, right front and center, it says an astounding that's a great word. An astounding 94% of professional recruiters use social media in their talent recruitment efforts. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing the other 6% are having Wi-Fi difficulties. Um, so in your opinion, <laughs> what, why, does, why, why does social media continue to play such an important role in employer branding and, and talent acquisition? And I guess maybe you can relate that to the authenticity piece that you were speaking about a wee bit uh, a moment ago. Um, and, and also, have you seen changes in terms of which platforms get the most results, the, 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 the most uh, most attention, the most eyeballs, and comparing uh, my lot, millennials, with mm -hmm. these new folk coming into the into the office, Gen Gen Zers? Yeah. So first and foremost, social media plays a, a key role in high performing, and it's a very high performing channel for uh, employee facing aspects of communication. So companies really know that if they can unlock that value of social media, they're in a much better position to meet candidates' needs and. The as the importance of social media grows, um, even Adweek suggested about 92% of recruiters are using this, which has increased drastically in the last six to nine months. Um, why it's growing is, you know, the increase over the last year and a half largely due, again, this is the manner in which we communicated, right? We had less physical interaction and we relied on social media to support that. So as you think about that, billions of individuals across the world are using them and knowing that what are they doing well I mean if you think about it each and every person that you probably know around you is the average person has a, approximately eight accounts of social media if you think about that right you have so Snapchat and Twitter and YouTube and like eight is just probably your recruitment toolkit of social media right and 40% of those users use it for work purposes so that again is just that 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 is tipping the scale and they're spending almost three hours a day um, and they're logging on and off three to five times a day. So it's very sticky, has high engagement. It's intriguing. They um, they keep it short. It's very mobile first. And I think ultimately, you you know, knowing all that, companies have an opportunity to not only organically, but with paid interest and social ads, they can really discover that there's a lot of potential. You can search by certain keywords. Some things are not as easy to do or refine perhaps on others with all privacy policies happening now and in the future. Um, but social helps you attract passive and active. Oftentimes when you think about a job board, which I know um, it's very different in that typically they're active job seekers, right? The, the company is still expecting that RN in Atlanta, Georgia is frustrated and goes to Indeed and looks for a job. 
Whereas with social, it's much more based upon their activities and what they're posting and their demo and their geographic location. So as a result, they may not have actively sought an opportunity, but as they are continued to be fed the opportunity that you'll notice that engagement's on a rise. So the user engagement tends to also aid in that. And as respect to like the platforms, you know, sponsored Facebook posts really drive the most, we have found, drive a ton of qualified traffic. And again, you want to redirect them to candidates um, to the right content pages, be it on your career site. Because again, it's the campaign is really designed to just to build your audience, generate interest, and create awareness to your positions and your organization. So I think with these customized targetings within Facebook and other social media channels, it gives you a lot of opportunities to find good markets and you know, work with that engaging, you know, audience that's looking to learn more about what you offer them for a talent perspective. Some of the things, you know, what I think about some organizations have done a little bit of this, you know, they dipped their toe in or they went full force off the diving board. I think it is important to whether you, whether you believe you're just starting or in the middle of or have a very mature social media plan, I always would encourage that you're re-reviewing or reviewing your social presence, not only your site, but those platforms, your research and reputation data, your benchmarking against top competitors, taking data um, to make sure that you're enhancing your strategy, filling any gaps where necessary, and just continue to measure that performance. So again, it's not at all set it, forget it, like nothing should be, but I think even more so because it's so timely, no pun intended, and everything changes within five to seven hours and it's off the feed, it's really important that you have a committed team. And I have seen in the last 12 to 18 months specifically that a lot of organizations have taken that resource away. They don't have the bandwidth or the money or the headcount to support a social media strategy. Um, and so as you re-engage that opportunity to target talent, I would continue to follow those steps to just review, research, benchmark, and start to execute um, based upon where you're at today, because it will change. NASA aims to uncover a firm's employment value propositions and create an employment brand that serves as the centerpiece of their candidate attraction strategy. That's great. So my question is, how can companies position themselves in a sustainable way, uh, an ongoing way, as an attractive employer brand in 2022 and beyond? And as part of that answer, maybe you can suggest what are those PR efforts uh, that HR teams can support to demonstrate that the organization is the right destination for candidates. Perhaps also as part of this answer, you, you might want to mention something that I don't think we've spoken about so far, and that's, you know, the existence of of that marketing plan, that editorial calendar, uh, integrating that mm -hmm. in with your workforce planning initiatives too. In order to make sure that your 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 brand is current and relevant to stay top of those trends, you know, branding and building influence is, is critical. And I think you can do that with a lot of tools and you can also do that with a lot of effort. And so first I'll start with tools specifically. Videos, testimonials, you know, having the opportunity to kind of tell that story, highlight certain value props or differentiators and really give job seekers that sneak peek into your culture and working environment. That is really important for a lot of the work today because they want to feel that they're a part of that team before beginning. So those videos are critical featuring current employers that may represent a diverse population, maybe second career, military veterans. Um, those are great ways in which can reiterate your core, your company's culture and core values, right? So I think that's 
a nice way that leads to an authentic conversation. So that's a great tool to continue that. Um, some of the effort that I would suggest is that with the strategy that you develop for that marketing plan, it, your goal is to really own that, you know, to own your efforts and making sure that you're driving that traffic to your site so you can control that conversation. You'll use traditional methods such as event marketing or text recruiting, um, maybe even identify certain audiences such as students or military, um, maybe even a boomerang plan or an employee referral program. These are all core traditional recruiting methods that that have merit that often get overlooked because of the shiny object of programmatic advertising, social media recruiting, or digital marketing. So for those reasons, I think you need to have, I, it's in your best interest and in often most organizations to have a variety. A variety though that you have a concerted effort with the plan and you know what works best for you. You know, some organizations may not be ready to do certain things, but at the end of the day, Trying it with Gusto is the best way to know what strategies and tactics will work for you, right? So um, always telling that authentic story with the right tools. Um, the other thing, too, where I have seen as of late, uh, you know, knowing we've done this for over seven decades, you know, we've, we've been invited to look and review unique um, opportunities for our client partners. And some of the things that we have been able to do in assisting talent attraction is not only the current workforce, but maybe that future workforce. And so we've had some really fun projects where organizations are not only considering those 18 and up who can work retail restaurant or, you know, in the gig economy where it's very, it's all about flexibility, you choose the YOLO movement, but it's also about K through 12. It's high school. It's that emerging pipeline of STEM kits for third grade science teaching of students. It's ways in which their brand wants to resonate with such a young audience that it builds an impression based upon future employees and family and friends. That is really an interesting um, turn. Not all organizations commit to this because it does require a whole other uh, set of initiatives, right? It could be scholarships, it could be um, identification in certain, you know, technology markets, but at the same time, it is not just about the tools off the shelf that you could execute today. It's about those long-term strategies of your workforce in 2042 versus 2022. So that's been really interesting to be a part of to see how they want to control that candidate experience from all ages. Jen, you clearly know your stuff. This has been a wonderful conversation today. Um, before oh, we do, you. yeah, this has been fun. I'd definitely love to have you on again for sure. Um, be, before we do wrap up, though, um, it would be remiss of me not to ask you how our listeners can connect with you. Uh, so maybe they've got more questions and they want to connect with you personally. So perhaps that's through your LinkedIn. Or oh, actually, this is a great test, isn't it? Um, what, what social media platforms are you on? Uh, so maybe that's through uh, LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address. Um, but also perhaps you can tell them uh, more about how they can learn more about NAS. I do participate in LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. So you can certainly find me there. Jennifer Henley, Chief Client Officer with NAS Recruitment. You can reach me via mobile. I live in Annapolis, Maryland, selling capital of the world, 410-353-7689. And my email is jhenley, H-E-N-L-E-Y, at NAS Recruitment. And, you know, I encourage the conversation to continue. And if you just want to bounce an idea, we do host a client advisory board within our organization. And it's always rich of insight. So we make some assumptions. They're validated. We're challenged. And I love that about the opportunity to work with such great client partners, um, former, current, and new. 
And so it gives us the ability to, to flex up and flex down based upon the need. So again, if you just want to continue the conversation and learn a little bit more, NES does offer monthly webinars. We have a great consistent flow for blogs. I write monthly articles and um, can connect you to certain people if you're looking for a job or anything like that too. Not a headhunter clearly, but um, been in business long enough to help maybe guide or steer certain tools, technology, and people that can help you be successful in your role. And um, yeah, it's been fun. So this has been great. I felt like we should have a cup of coffee. I know I have some tea in front of me, but hopefully we can meet one day and uh, I'm sure you look great from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a reason why I do audio podcasts, you know, perfect face of radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that just leads me to say for today, Jennifer Hanley, uh, Chief Officer of Awesomeness uh, over at NAS oh, uh, Recruitment. Uh, thank you so much for being my guest today on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Absolutely. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.